You pick up your Bible and wonder, is there more here than meets the eye? Is there something here for me? I mean, it's just words printed on paper, right? Well, it may look like just print on a page, but it's more than ink. Join us for the next half hour as we explore God's Word together, as we learn how to explore it on our own, as we ask God to meet us there in its pages. Welcome to More Than Ink. Hey, have you ever been so surprised by something you read in the Bible that you literally stood up and shouted? Well, not quite like that, but I was excited on a couple times. That happened to our friend Doris Hansen, and we're going to hear her tell that story today. Yes, on, on more, more Than, than Ink. Ink. Well, good morning. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Jim. And we're sitting here at our dining room table about to do what always, we always do every always. week. Open the Word of God and begun to talk about it. Except a little differently this week. Because we're going to talk about it with a friend of ours. Yeah. And uh, her story is such an interesting one. She grew up in a in a Mormon polygamy group. Polygamy. And we yeah. have known Doris Hansen for, oh, maybe 12 or 13 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, enjoyed very much working alongside her in ministry. And, and uh, well, I don't know. Pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's someone who, since she since she came to the Lord, has become quite a student to the Bible, but more than just oh, a much. student, because she talks to a lot of uh, a lot of people who are still in polygamy, who are uh, who are misled about what God's desires and intentions for them. So, so she pulls out the Word of God and she says, "Look, this is where the truth is. This is what's really about." So she's she's masterful at handling the Word of God, but but more than that, it's fascinating uh, when you ask her what was the role the Word of God took in mm-hmm. your life, in your exit from the polygamy Mormon groups and, and all that kind of stuff. Because I think what we lose we lose um, view of as we as Christians, we read the Bible, it seems like kind of an optional thing for us to sit down with the Bible. But with people like Doris, and last week you heard from Earl and Carla, the Word is a, is a critical component in every aspect of their lives and in ministry. And we wanted you to see up close and personal the actual effects of the Word of God on people's lives, which we tend to forget about. Well, and Doris is very adept at spotting the twist, right? She is, That's yeah, very, very uh, easy for false teachers or deceived people to take words that are familiar from the Bible and just put enough of a spin on them right. that they mean something other than what God intended them to mean. And so Doris is very quick at spotting those deceptions, and she's very good at untwisting the twist. And so I appreciate that very much about her, and that'll that'll come out in our conversation with her today. Well, and in doing so, she's fulfilling what Jesus said about the truth setting you free. Mm -hmm. So the Word of God, like I said, is living and active, it's powerful. I mean, it really does amazing amazing things in people's lives. And pierces to the division between heart and soul and and bone and marrow. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so when we talk about looking at this page that has words on it. it is more than ink there's something un- incredible mm-hmm. going on in the lives of people and when you stop and ask them tell us what the word of god did in your life how did god use that you can usually get amazing stories and that's part and parcel of what's coming up right here with doris so without further ado yeah let's talk to doris so we're sitting here with doris hansen a very good and beloved friend of ours <laughs> who has a fascinating story and so uh, before we dive into topics Bible-oriented, which is why we're here today, I mean, just give us a, a, a brief thumbnail 
<laughs> of your past and present and future. Oh, I just do past and present. Past and present. Well, I don't know the future yet. But yeah, that's good. That's good. I do know how the Bible ends, and I know that's my future. There you go. <laughs> uh, I was, of course, born and raised in a Mormon polygamy group, and of course, they do teach just like Mormonism does that you can't trust the Bible. Right, right. Um, you can't believe everything that it says, but you can trust Mormon scriptures, right, and Mormon yeah. history. And um, I rejected, I rejected Mormonism as well as the polygamy idea of that, how to get to heaven. That flavor and of Mormon background. That yeah. part of it, yeah. yeah right. And in fact, it's original Mormonism. Polygamy yes. is. It's, yes. It certainly isn't an offshoot from. Um, an apostate viewpoint, it is Orthodox Mormonism, and I didn't like it, so I did get out of it. I ran away when I turned 18, but I didn't turn to anything. I just left everything behind. Anything that had to do with religion or the Bible, I didn't want to uh, have anything to do with it. Right, right. So I lived 25 years without any input mm. that I knew of from God or seeking Him in any way. I didn't want Him and I didn't want religion in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was biblically illiterate, mm. except for what I had been told growing up that the Bible, what they said the Bible said. Mm. Right, right. That's, and that that's was the shocker. A lot of people only know what somebody told them the Bible said. And right? then when they, they never find actually out, read it. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and I did that a lot, even in my 25 years of nothingness. I would, hmm. we would, you know, get philosophical conversations, you know, and say, well, the Bible says blah, blah. Well, I was only repeating what somebody right. had told me. I didn't know if it said it or not. <laughs> and a lot of people do that. Well, it was a big book. It must be in there somewhere. Well, yeah, <laughs> somebody said it was in there, so it must be. <laughs> yeah. but, you, but you never read the Bible yourself before you left? I mean, did they did they ever allow you to do that? Oh yeah, they had a Bible in the house, and right. in our in our uh, Monday home evenings, uh, which we had, uh, my mother would teach, and she'd teach Bible stories. She would teach Cain and Abel and Jonah and the prodigal son and and all of these Bible stories. But they always had the twist mm. that twisted it to make it sound like it undergirded the the polygamy mm -hmm. uh, religious beliefs. Right. Um, right. And that was one of the great things when I was studying the Bible, when I finally did become a Christian, is is reading those stories myself and finding the true oh, yeah. meaning of each of those stories that my mother had twisted so hmm. badly, actually, very badly. Yeah. So yeah. what made you want to start reading the Bible in the first place? Were you already a Christian at that point? Oh, or? no, no. No. So something attracted you to the Bible I somewhere along the line. I, I look back at it now. I didn't know it at the time. But I look back at it now, and I know it's just all of a sudden the Holy Spirit decided to move on my life. Mm. Yeah. And I remember one day I was sitting at a table, and I was just thinking, I wonder what it would be like to read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow, uh, really? So I picked up the Bible, and I turned to Job. Oh, wow. What a place <laughs> and to I, start. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> And I wasn't seeking, and I didn't understand what I was reading, wow. and that was the end of that, you know. But it was right during that same period, time period that God was drawing me. Yeah. So I, 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 He just gave me that odd, odd yearning. He didn't give me a yearning to go to church. 
But he did give me, <laughs> you know, what would it be like to start reading the Bible? So I guess it's true that God's the one who draws us to himself. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. I never would have done that on my own. Right. Never. Right. So when you started Open to Job, did you read anything there that struck you? <laughs> I, I do mean, not why remember. Why would you keep reading if you started I, Job? <laughs> yeah, I do not remember right now. I do not remember anything I read. <laughs> It was a closed book to me. Yeah. That, that, that's because I didn't have the Holy Spirit to explain right, it yet. Right, right, yeah. yet. But it was him. I know now that it was him doing that draw, that uh. initial drawing to get me to him. <laughs> that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. That's fascinating. So then were, th were there scriptures that led up to you come to the Lord or at the time of the Lord? I mean, this can kind of go back historically. Well, I kind of think what I had to do is understand that Mormonism isn't true before I could believe the Bible is true. Oh, and that's, okay. the, that's the road that the Lord led me on, because he knew that too. Yeah. Um, I'd had such a, a negative experience in the religion of Mormon polygamy, growing up in a polygamy home, um, that, that I had to know that the Bible was a positive thing, that God mm, was positive, yeah. and that, of course, he loved me. Sure, yeah. So, so God took me on the road of discovering how to discover that Mormonism was not true. Ah, okay. And once I discovered that, once I was sure that that Mormonism was not God's religion, that freed me up. It gave me permission. I didn't know it at the time, but it had given myself, given me to give myself permission to start ah. looking into what the truth really is. It created something of a vacuum in a way. Right. Yeah. And, and at just the right time, God had somebody leave some reading material in the office I was working in, and it was religious stuff, and it was, it was stuff. Well, you can mention what that is. Is that Floyd's book? Um, or something That was else? part of it, yeah. Part of it? That okay. was part of it. And Mormonism, Mama and Me by Thelma oh. Gear was, oh, yeah. was really the biggie. That's but there great. was also some of the Tanner's material involved oh, okay. in that, too, along with some audio tapes of uh, Walter Martin had made. Hmm. And he was a powerful preacher, and he was the first Christian preacher I ever listened to, other than Billy Graham. Oh, that's interesting. And so wow, when, really? But Walter Martin, he got right to the point. Yeah. He hit it on the head yep. every single time, and I was fascinated listening mm. to him, just fascinated. Hmm. And, and so I discovered, uh, started getting into the Bible, and I came across Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8. Uh oh, <laughs> I know where this Good is stuff. going. Go ahead. The grass <laughs> withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands, stands forever. forever. And I looked at that and I thought, well, of course, if God can, if God said it, He can do it. Right. And miraculously, I knew that anything I read in the Bible from that point, I could trust. And ah. that's when I started understanding what I was reading. I love that. And then I went, uh, I didn't go to, because I, but I found later, uh, Mark 13, 31, where Jesus said that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words word, will never yeah. pass away. And that just kind of like concreted it in. That was Ooh, it. There wow. was just, there's no way the Mormons could say that the Bible wasn't true because God in the Old Testament, Jesus in the New Testament promised. Hooked together, right. And, yeah. and so I, I knew everything I read, huh. and then I started reading with passion and everything I read I com it, I automatically compared with what I'd been taught growing up and uh -huh. nothing matched nothing you know? matched there were no connecting <laughs> dots there <laughs> and then the, the, it became 
patently visible, right, that, mm -hmm. that what you had been taught was not correct was not true. when you encounter the correct thing. Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. Mm. And again, I still didn't know what was going on with me. I was just thought I was on a curious road here. I, I didn't understand the spiritual implication of what was really going on. I know now that it was the Holy Spirit was just drawing me with those yep. cords. Yep. And lifting that <laughs> word off the in. page and mm -hmm. giving Taking me, me to the words I needed mm -hmm. to see. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But I remember the day I got saved and the day I realized how what salvation came by. And I was reading the Bible at work and um, it was slow and I was alone in the office so I could do whatever I wanted. And I had this Bible. <laughs> and you're reading the Bible? And I was reading it. Yeah, a great big red hope. <laughs> and I came across Romans 10 verses 9 and 10. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Ah. For with your heart one believes and is justified, and with your, the mouth one confesses and is saved. Well, being saved and all that was kind of new stuff to me, but I looked at that and I thought, I have always believed that, hmm. that Jesus is Lord. Hmm. I didn't know it meant God at that time, but right, I right. still thought that, and that he was resurrected. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. You were way down this road. I was on the way. Yeah. And then I came across Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, and that is what did it for me. Hmm. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. And I hit the ceiling. Hmm. You had to oh, peel me wow. off the ceiling. I was, again, alone in the office, and I stood up and I yelled, what? <laughs> <laughs> not by works. No, there was nobody there to love that. And I'm going, not by works? Not and by then works. I thought, I've got to tell my sister. I've got to tell, you know, and that's the first thing I want. You don't have to do these things because she's wow. still in the group. You know? Yeah. And, and, and I was just right then, that just threw me up onto cloud nine, and I rode there for the next year or two, just not by words, not by <laughs> grace, not by words. It was just awesome, awesome experience. Wow. To, Did to, you really grasp what grace was? No. But no. you, but you knew that it wasn't about accomplishments. Not by words. Not by words. <laughs> part, yeah. That was the. I was going to say that kind of rings. Yeah. Well, now that's interesting to me because you know we just talked with our friends Earl and Carla just last week, and Carla cited the same verse. It's and interesting, said that, isn't it? That not by works is mm -hmm. what penetrated it's her. It's big from the from a religion from like the LDS, LDS religion yeah. that demands works, mm -hmm. and there's other yeah. false religions that demands right. works. Most too. do. So yeah. that's big for people right. who come out of, of that kind of a yeah. religious Yeah, it's background. such a release because you're under that burden all your life and you think, well, this is just what's required. Mm -hmm. And then and then God says, nope. Yeah, 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 <laughs> oh, not my works. Not yeah. important, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it is it's so free. It's such a shock, yeah. such a shock. Wow, wow. Um, and then that's when Floyd McKelvin's book came in oh, okay. and that's where I read okay. what I needed to do to get saved, to ask yeah. Jesus into my life. Yeah. But in reality, you may already have been saved at that point. Uh, well, when you the believed. Lord was giving me insight into yeah. His Word, and so there was a point somewhere yeah, in somewhere there, along there, and I just yeah. kind of maybe had to confirm it in myself right. with the prayer or right. whatever, so that I would get a better understanding of what was going on. And even after I prayed, I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't know any Christians. I didn't know any mm. churches yep. to yep. go to. I had yep. no idea what to do from this point. I didn't even know I was a Christian. <laughs> so it was the Word of God <laughs> itself. God's Spirit Himself through His Word that brought you Absolutely. to that understanding of salvation. Because mm -hmm. I think for most people, we have been witnessed to by somebody and they 
speak with us or pray with us or somehow right. lead us along. Right. But in your case, it was God's word itself. It was God all by all hmm. by. Of course, it's, it's God anyway, all by Himself. Yeah. But. I think that if a person in person had come to try to speak to me about religion, I would have laughed him off the planet. Mm. I, I wouldn't accept it. I was in that mind yeah. frame all my life. And and so, but when he did it through a book, I mean, what can you do with a book? <laughs> Throw Darn. across the room. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you can stand up and yell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, but that's true. And it was, I was, and for the first several weeks, I didn't know any Christians. Hmm. I knew no one. And I didn't know what was going on. And there was immediate spiritual battle. And things just went from bad to badder, and then from there to worse. <laughs> and wow. I know now, of course, it was spiritual attacks. You right, know, right. The, the devil doesn't attack a, an unlit log, and I'd finally been lit up, and, and boy, he was after me, and I didn't know what was going on. I had no idea. Um, but God had not abandoned you. No. Yeah. But I, again, I didn't know the Holy Spirit was living in me. Right, 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 right. I didn't know that. I just knew that I could go to heaven without works. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's, That's enough. I knew. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> but gradually, reading the Word is, of course, what, yeah. what, what helps you understand and see these things. Yeah. But it wasn't until I got under a Christian preacher that that the application and the, and the drawing it out right you know, right make the connections for you yeah. very powerful in my own life yeah hmm. yeah yeah so since that time what scriptures have do you keep coming back to well d well during that time of un not understanding what had happened and why i was going through such spiritual battles I memorized Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 oh. mm -hmm. um, where it says uh, Trust the Lord with all your heart. Right. Don't lean, lean on your own not understanding. not on your own understanding, yeah. Yeah. but in all of your ways acknowledge, acknowledge him, him, and he'll make your path straight or direct your that paths. That sounds pretty good, yeah. And I memorized also Psalm 23. Oh. The, the, the Lord is now my shepherd. I need to know this. Yes. And so those two... Those two scriptures, the first few weeks that after I became mm. a Christian, were powerful in me because when I would get these attacks or these negative things that were going on that I didn't understand, I would say them out loud yeah. or under my breath. I would say them. You know, I would. Things were going on. I go, God, I need to trust you. I don't understand what's going on, but I'll trust you with all my heart. And and that got me through some of the real rough times in right. the beginning. Right. Yeah, those are perfect for someone who's isolated and not, I mean, you're not in the church. You're not, you're just, you feel like you're adrift. Yeah. But God well, says, nope, I'm your shepherd. Of, a way of retraining your mind. Right. right? To, exactly. To fix on the truth. God is my shepherd. I, right. He is enough. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and my cup runneth over. I had to realize what enough. that meant. Yeah. Somebody turned it around and said, is your saucer full? And I thought, wow, that's a cool way of putting it. <laughs> what a cute idea. Wow. That's astonishing. Yeah. So so yeah. are there sections that you that you gravitate to today that that are that ring big in your mind or does it just all I love it all. I love it all. Yeah. Uh, but the Gospel of John was the first yes. the first book that I studied in depth, verse mm. by verse. Phrase by word by word. Sometimes it was a, yeah. in a very mm -hmm. big in-depth study, and I did it at home, on, but from a tape recorder, tape recording, 
Oh, and really? wow. yeah, was, I didn't do it from my church, and but that was where I first really got insight into who Jesus is. I Boy, mean, I knew no He was kidding. God before that, but mm-hmm. I didn't understand the way mm-hmm. John had presented it. Yeah. And I was so excited to learn who Jesus is, that He is God, and that He is the only Savior, and that believing in Him is all I am required to do. Because in believing in Him, truly having faith in Him, I will follow Him and obey Him, and I still go to some of those real tough verses. I love John 10, uh, the whole 10th chapter. I, I yes. love the whole, but I love all of John. And so I still gravitate to some of those verses, sometimes just out of sweet remembrance of when I first <laughs> learned these things. I go back to John most often than anything else. Well, we just finished 38 weeks talking about the Gospel of John mm-hmm. on That's this right. very mm-hmm. program. Right. So, yeah. you know, we are, that also is our kind of go-to. It's, it's, uh, it's the place we go when we need to be reminded who is this Jesus? Yeah. What and did it's he say so about comforting. himself? It is so comforting. One, well, it starts out so big. In uh-huh. the, yeah. You know, there you have Jesus in John 1, and you go, wow, this is a big claim. I wonder if John's going to prove this. And then yeah, he talks about yeah. it all the way through. You go, oh, okay, well, you get to the end, and you go, I agree with you. I think I'm yeah. with you, John. Yeah. And then it says at the end, and I write these things right. so that you will believe That's on right. this Jesus I've just presented right. to you. Right, and it, and it works. Yeah. That's yeah, why we does. recommend John to people all the time. Like, where do I yeah, start? So do I. <laughs> go to John. So do go to John. Because yeah. it paints the big picture of Jesus and the intimate picture of Jesus and the love. I mean, just, yeah. It's incredible. Galatians is pretty big to me, too, because there's so much in oh, there yeah. of grace versus works. Yeah. And, and the Jesus's importance of grace as it is relates to his uh, death on the cross for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for someone who doesn't know about grace, and there might be people listening, it's such a remarkable, not just a concept, but a core character of who God is, is that he gives and it has nothing to do with our merit. Mm-hmm. And there is almost nothing else we can connect that to in our experience. So when you start to grasp that and you see how many ways, especially Paul, you know, says it so many different ways mm-hmm. so you understand. Mm-hmm. And for him, it was central to him, which makes sense because he was a That's law-abiding Jew. Works, yeah. right, big works, works guy. Yeah. And so for him, you, you can hear in his voice, grace is an extraordinary yeah, thing. Yeah. So. And it was really hard for me to grasp, okay, now that I'm saved by grace, I remember saying this to myself, now that I've been saved by grace, I have to really be good. <laughs> and so here I am being saved by grace, but then right. then remain saved Speaking by you, works. You keep you keep grace by being good. <laughs> by being right? good, yeah, by works. And, and that's where Galatians, where Paul's, oh, you know, where it really connected, helped connect so me. Good. Yeah, took a there, while there was a friend of ours who she said she in fact she'd come out of Mormonism too and she says I'm I'm, I'm trying to do this now. I'm trying to be a good Christian and right. we stopped her and said well that might be your problem right yeah. there. there's yeah. an oxymoron yeah. there yeah. Yeah. but it takes a while to learn how to do that it, it is yeah really it's it, it, you, yeah. it doesn't happen automatically especially to someone from a works oriented background right right and I've talked I've talked to people and they say well but that's natural in our world you know you get a job you get you get paid back for what you accomplish. It's an accomplished kind of structure. And I say, yeah, but that's not entirely true because you don't have that relationship with your parents or someone you love or I mm-hmm. mean, with your children. I mean, you have a lot of relationships that are actually built on grace, not mm-hmm. merit. Mm-hmm. And so I said, so take that idea and expand that by a thousand But my times. relationship with my parents was merit. Exactly. I did not yeah. get love from them unless yeah. I deserved it. Yeah. And, it, or, and God, too. And that so. poisons the whole concept. Yeah, it does. It, yeah. It's hard to move from one to the other. Yeah, but through God's Word, you can get that. You understand. Start mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. Well, look, we're almost out of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'd like the listeners to hear something about what you do in ministry. Okay. Uh, that, that's, you know, that's based on your experience. 
uh, coming out of the Kingstons and stuff like that, and how they can find out more about that, like websites and yeah. stuff. So well, I have tell a us website. Um, it's shieldandrefuge.org. Right. And I have a ministry that reaches out to people in polygamy groups to show them that they can be saved by grace, not by polygamy. Uh, they <laughs> re- the big they've, work. Yeah. <laughs> they've replaced the Savior with um, polygamy yeah. for salvation. And so my basic premise is to bring biblical truths to polygamous people yeah. today. So they can go online and they can check out. There's a lot of shows online, I think, don't Hundreds you? of shows now Hundreds. since 2007. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, 2008, sorry. Yeah. And every week we produced a show. Yeah. Still do. Yeah, yeah, still do. Yeah. Yeah, so we're just, we're delighted to be involved with you that way. And we continue to do this. And it's just a great blessing. Well, thanks Thank for you. being with us. Thank this you. has been fun, Doris. It's fun to turn the table around <laughs> once in a while. So yeah. we, we have enjoyed this immensely. Yeah. Thank you. I so. love your program. Well, I sure love Doris's comments. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things I love about it so much is that she was persistent over a long period of time. Saying, yeah, you know, that's true. God, that's she true. wasn't aware that God was drawing her, but she kept being drawn to the Bible. Yeah. And even, you yeah. know, with that false start in Job and in Job. seeing nothing <laughs> and, and yet still yeah. wondering, uh, what is there? Must be something here must for me. There must here. be something true here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that because, you know, sometimes we think we we should just be able to open the Bible to any page and boink, God's going to change our lives. Well, right. maybe. He maybe. certainly could do that. But for most of us, it's a longer, subtler process than that. Right, right. But it's accessible, and that's why we're trying. What we're trying mm-hmm. to let you know here: the Bible is accessible, and the Holy Spirit works in conjunction with His Word, and amazing things happen in lives. Well, listen. Next week, we're going to go a different direction. You want to introduce oh, where we're going? I'm so excited. This is going to be really cool. We are going to start into a week by week discussion of the letter to the Hebrews, dun, dun, dun. and yeah. uh, it's a big book. And uh, a fascinating book. And why are we going to do Hebrews? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. And part of my rationale, at least, was the fact that when you read Hebrews in the New Testament, you sort of have to have one foot in the New Testament world and one foot in the Old Testament world. And the two complement each other so well, probably unlike anywhere else in the Bible. So it's going to be sort of our backdoor introduction to the Old Testament as we study the New Testament. Well, and we're going to touch on all kinds of things that are pertinent to where we live. Yeah. Things like the, like the high priesthood of Jesus, things like, like the temple, yeah. like God's purpose for speaking His Word, uh, His final complete Word in His Son. Yes. So um, we're excited about this, but it's going to be hard work, and we will yeah. take it in tiny chunks. Yeah, we'll take it in tiny chunks. <laughs> if it's been daunting to you before... Be, be no more daunted. We're going to take a look at it and, <laughs> well, and I don't know about that. march our way into it. But it's a fascinating study. I mean, it really is. So we hope you join us next week as we head off on this adventure. I'm Jim. And I'm Dorothy. And we'd love to have you back next week on More, more Than, Than Ink. More Than Ink is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City and is solely responsible for its content. To contact us with your questions or comments, just go to our website, morethaninc.org. Quick. We could do it again. Does it need to be longer? We could do it. Yeah, we'll just try it again. Just think. Just think.